welcome to Las Doctoras podcast. Led by our intuition, we are creating space for conversations, asking critical questions, and interrogating the oppressive systems of power we live in. We are your hosts. I am Dr. Renee Limas, pronouns she, her, hers. I'm a Cancer sun and moon with Pisces rising, mother of water. I am Dr. Christina Rose, pronouns she, they, Virgo sun, Aquarius moon, Gemini rising, mother of earth. We are grounded in a connection to ancestral wisdom. Our work is to heal the wounds of generational trauma that is of white male and cis hetero supremacy, all while we create a way of being that celebrates, truly revels in the joy of our families and our community. Join us on our journey, not toward perfection, but into reflection, immersed in compassionate self-awareness and courageous action. Come, sit at our kitchen table, sip on some tequila with us, and let's change our world. Salud! Hello! We're here again. Welcome! Coming off of our last episode around celebration and giving ourselves permission um, to celebrate ourselves, I think another thing we are giving ourselves permission to do mm-hmm. is rest. Rest. Like just take a break from the, the DMs and everything like that. <laughs> the yeah. Yeah. I think that there's, there's some, there's some points that are, are really important when we talk about rest is mm-hmm. like what really is rest. Um, the idea of like rest is not being lazy or rest is not, um, like unproductive. Um, I think the other things that we can touch on is, um, rest is, it's not something that we earn, right? We don't have to earn rest. Like it's a a need. It's, it's a need. need. It's like a. It's and mm-hmm. I think that um, it's something that um, capitalism tries to, especially for us that are like business owners and entrepreneurs, it tries to say that you have to like strike while the iron's hot, right? And if you don't continue your momentum, you're going to lose out on opportunities or you're going to lose out on stuff. And I think that you and I have been very intentional of stepping away from that idea of scarcity and and saying like no we can take a month off every summer and it'll be okay like we're not going to lose momentum we're not going to lose anything in fact we're only going to gain energy to be able to come back in the fall you know and do what we need to do yeah On one level, it's as simple as saying, you know, if your body doesn't get sleep, you know, if you, you actually have a sleep deficiency, like I've read this, this is so interesting, right? Like Mm -hmm. your body needs that. Um, And, and yet that was, I feel like negotiable for me in high school. It was like, do I really need sleep? No, I can like study (laughs) all night and stuff like that. Like, you know, um, that simplicity, I think, is is what we're talking about mm-hmm. when we say 
that we need rest. <sighs> yeah. There was this wonderful, particularly maybe as teachers, you know, and mm -hmm. it, it feels like it's this great gift of privilege and charity. And in some, way, in some ways it's a, it is a great, I don't know, this is, this is tricky. And my brain is trying to understand this. Like, I mean, it, I chose this profession in part because I wanted the summers off. I wanted, mm -hmm. I needed mm -hmm. that. And also, you know, I'm a, we are perpetual students. So there is something about the flow of the semester that just we are really tuned into. We really are used to, you know? Um, yeah. And so on one level, I hear myself saying, oh, what a privilege. And on another level, I'm like, well, no, I'm not really getting paid for that time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even though they make it seem like we're getting paid for that time, you know, like, no. and, um, and yeah, there is just something, you know, there's just so much going on in my brain. It even It's even connected to this, you know, um, I was saying how I used to think, oh, working from home or working while I'm taking care of my kids, that's winning. You know, I can work at the same time <laughs> as, and now I'm, and now it's much more like, no, no, that's not, that's not what I want to do. I want to really be present when I'm present with you, be present when I'm present with Jaguar, you know? Um, yeah. I think there's sometimes in our efforts to decolonize the idea of work and to say, oh, we can have, we can work from home so that we can be with the kids while we're working. And I see a lot of people doing that, right? Where they take pictures of them on the computer and the kids are like there or the kids, you know. And I think that for a lot of people that works. And I think that it doesn't work for everybody. And I think I, it does not work for me. Like, yeah, the kids are here right now, you know, and that it's, it's, it's challenging. It, it has its challenges. And I think that we have to also remember that our ancestors, you know, and, and us trying to lean into like, how did our ancestors do it? And it's not in the, you know, white capitalistic idea of like, you completely compartmentalize your life, right? Because, you know, again, that's the like, that's the white way of doing it. Like you leave your kids, you know, wherever and you go and you, you work, you know, nine to five. And I think we're really trying to rethink that, like, what does work look like so that we can have, you know, more time with our kids. And it doesn't mean completely like we just work while the kids are running around. It can mean that we instead of, like we can rely on community, right? Like I think we have to kind of keep that into perspective and um, not go, not feel guilty, right? Because this is not about perfectionism. Like there's no perfect way to rest. There's no perfect way to um, demand time and space for ourselves. I am somebody that I cannot. Um, concentrate when there's noise or things and I've had to adapt to that and I can do it to a certain degree but then there's there are certain things that I cannot do when the kids are here I just cannot because too much of my brain power is you know what's going on over there <laughs> and I think we need to like that's okay you know yeah, a few a few things. I'm the kind of person who I could get into something like a book or a paper or whatever, and just totally tune everyone out. And yeah. even even Jaguar, he can be like, 
mom, mm. mom, we read this story. Um, I don't know. It was a long time ago. And the phrase was, you know, like, did your spirit leave you or something? Like that? So he's like, mom, did your spirit leave you? I, was like, I think it may, maybe, you know, like, so we all have our coping mechanisms, you know, for doing that. The other thing is right now, he is being watched by an, a friend and auntie and I'm so great. I'm so grateful. And the last thing is I got mad props for one time I was trying to do work and I had Jaguar and I couldn't, I had to get something done and I split my, my computer screen. So like half of it was like a show for Jaguar <laughs> and the other half was like me working, you know, like, yeah. Um, and people were like genius. And I was like, <laughs> like survivor genius, but like, yeah. I mean, like, and I think that that's, we actually gl- glamorize that, like, oh, look at how amazing you are. You're able to do that, which it's a survival tactic. That's not like you at your most efficient, right? That is you just trying to get it done, trying to like, <laughs> and you're not really doing either of those to the best of your ability, right? Oh, like, I'm not, I'm not. Mm. And I think instead of trying to like glamorize that, why not say, um, it's okay to like not have to do both at the same time. Like, I feel like this is a total tangent, but it's, it's very relevant and really important to think about. Like, um, I think it comes back to the idea of giving ourselves permission, like giving ourselves permission for it to be okay to both want to not have that, you know, like for us really wanting to have a different kind of lifestyle when it comes to the way we work, but also not feel like, we have to do it all at the same time and you know um yeah like I because I'm thinking about the summer right so coming back to the idea of rest and coming back to the summer and the summer as academics you know who are not working in the summer although you did teach your you did teach one class <laughs> I know I am I am teaching two classes now two classes like July 9th um but but I don't have 250 students I only have like 40. <laughs> so Which is amazing. I mean, it's, yeah, it's That's amazing. Night and day. And so, and, and, you know, I think that it's, um, and even then, right. Like you still have, so you still have most of the summer. Right. And there's this idea of like, Oh, teachers get the, get the summer off, you know? And I'm like, no, I fucking need a rest because if I want to go back into the fall, and, I, and so anyway, so there's that. And then there is the like, oh, so the kids are off, you're off. Now you can have the kids, right? And you can spend time with them. And so now my work becomes the kids, right? So, and oh, yeah. again, this is not about like, yeah, I'm not even gonna, you know, make a couch. It's a different conversation. Like, our, but, like but I think it's, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think it's like, um, as if because I'm not working, I can't still demand time for myself. Like we were having this conversation in our last um, writing session with our writing course was um, to talking about like, oh, you know, what, what do we do now that we don't have this writing course, you know, to hold us accountable to writing? And, um, or we don't have this thing that we say, oh, I have this course at this time, you know, on this day. Or in our case, like, oh, I'm not teaching, you know, so therefore you're available for anything and anyone all the time. And I'm like, no, 
<laughs> just because I'm not working doesn't mean I'm available. And I, and so I started to really think like, oh, I really need to come up with a summer schedule where I still get a day to myself, even if it's, even if I'm not necessarily working or doing anything, I still deserve a day to myself. I still deserve that, you know. You mentioned that in circle and, and the writing circle and, or the, in the class. And I mean, I just want to pause and say, it was amazing. <laughs> and it was amazing. I was just, mm. oh, so amazing. I love our sacred writing circles. Um, and I appreciated that. And I just appreciate you asking for that inner life and talking about it, demanding it, you know, and, and, and then inviting and then reminding me to do that. Cause I was like, yeah, that's right. That's right. We, I, um, that space. And I think we can, I can go on and on about how, you know, women, femme bodies who present that way, who have, who don't have children, who have children. Um, when I was think when I was without Jaguar, I was like, people just thought I was always available to help, you know, oh, you don't, you don't have a family. You're just totally free. You can totally help. And now that I'm with Jaguar, it's like, that's all you do, you know, like you, like you, right. you know, and you only have one, you know, we have so much time or something like that, you know, like this. And really, I always had to say, I was working, like I had a meeting and I've known friends who in their calendars with their partners will just for girl time, you know, like happy hour, will say work meeting, you know, in the calendar, in the family calendar, so that no questions are asked, no sense of, you know, I, so I want to go on and we can go on and on about that. And we can, I'm ready to do that. But I also want to say that's the internal work. Like mm-hmm. I almost don't give, I don't give myself, you know, I'm that person too. Yeah. I'm just saying in my calendar, like, and this was a great with June, you know, our um, business coach, June McC- thank you so much. Um, creating, and I, I've fallen out of the practice, Renee, um, creating space in the calendar for rest, like literally naming it, like, um, being a radical feminist <laughs> nap or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Building a better future, playtime with my kids, you know, like mm-hmm. um, telling the, my story medicine, you know, and I actually have never thought my story medicine really made that much sense until I said that right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, put that in my calendar. You know, I, I I'm, I'm the judgy you know, Virgo in my life <laughs> for sure. And judging yourself. And I, I, yeah, I, I think that there's so much, I'm like, there's so much to unpack there, right? Like one, it's the external and the, but the way it gets internalized is us feeling like we have to create excuses for get demanding time. Like we have to say, oh, like I have to tell my mom, oh, it's cause I have this, 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 and this. Can you come take care of the kids? And at the end of the day, I'm not going to fucking do a damn thing. Like, <laughs> um, or even when I have stuff to do and I say, oh, it, I need the whole day because it's going to take me the whole day to do things. And in reality, I'm only spending like a few hours of that actually, quote unquote, actually working because um, I make sure I give myself a full hour for lunch. I make sure... <laughs> straight up like during this whole pandemic when the kids are gone and my mom had you know my mom was picking them up from school I like I had like time in the morning I took my time did like two hours of work 
took a full hour lunch, came back, did a few hours of work. And then like, that was it. Like I literally worked four hours <laughs> the whole day. But when I have done the opposite, when I've like, I'm just going to power through, I'm going to work fucking six hours straight. I get so burnt out. I get so resentful. Like it's just, this, it's not healthy. And I get into that like toxic cycle. And so I've really been learning to say my workday looks like this, which means I have to take big breaks because then when I go back into those two hours, you better believe I can get so much shit done because I had that rest versus me trying to power through and I get it done, but then I burn out. So really at the end of the day, yeah, no difference, right? If I work six hours straight, but I'm like kind of, oh, you know, like pushing myself to the limit versus just giving, allowing myself to rest. And I can accomplish the same amount in the short amount, shorter amount of time because I feel better you know? And so, but that's not been an easy road. Like it's been, and I still have to make excuses. I still have to like lie sometimes and say I'm doing certain things because I'm trying to avoid the questions, like you said, and it's both, it's the external and then how we internalize that. So even if it's not coming from somebody else, we're anticipating that. You know, (laughs) yeah. We are. And we've talked about how many ways we prejudge or pre like, you know, give ourselves like language so that we are not judged by other people so much. And this is just another, I think another space like that. I, um, I literally was just talking to a friend upstairs, you know, and who was watching Jaguar and I was like, kind of miss the nine to five, you know, like, who are you like, I got there, you know, I don't know. You know, my first job, I was 15. I was a receptionist for lawyers and it was so stressful. Like when the phone rang and I was 15 and trying to answer these phones, like law office of, you know, like anyways, anyone had a different, a different um, answer I was supposed to give. Um, But there was just downtime at work it almost felt like recess at school or, uh-huh. or it feels like when I don't go to church, you know, now, and when I had some Sundays and I don't have to go, to, I don't have to go to church. It feels like, ah, oh, I'm time up. I got freedom. Like that. I can create that for myself, which is what you're saying you do. Yeah. And it's actually what we've been saying is needed in the writing process, like for sacred writing, right? Like there is a, there is a prep period. Yeah. There is a set, set up time. There is a um, a celebration, like a, a space to like acknowledge, you know, there is mm-hmm. all these things that are a part of creating um, a workflow and there is rest, right? There is like a, a pause. Why this doesn't factor into our thinking when we know, like you were saying, was it? running or something like that marathon or like running when you uh-huh. you're running metaphors um say, say it again what is it that you use like when you're running a I mean I I've, I've used it in this way like when you're running a marathon or you're training to run you're not going to go out like you've never run before you're going to go out and run 26 miles that's not going to fucking happen right you're going to build up to that and in that 20, in that marathon, most marathon runners, unless you're talking like elite 
you know, <laughs> like elite marathoners that are doing it under a certain time. But like most people who run a marathon are going to go to the bathroom, are going to stop, go to the bathroom, are going to eat, are going to, you know, if they need yeah. to walk, they're going to walk, you know, and it's because it's not about, for them, it's not about the time. It's just about getting it done. And so however long that takes, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, if it's I love that. Done, that is not at all what I think of a marathoner. Like I think <laughs> this thing is someone who's just like, just peas in a bag that they're carrying <laughs> or shit or something that, you know, um, That's yeah, what, I mean, in, yeah. I haven't run a full marathon, but I've done half marathons. And that's my experience of like the real thing. Like you see people just, and sometimes there's certain races that are just like, um, like Tommy's run races at Disneyland. And so my, a lot of it is just like the ambiance, right? And so they'll stop and take pictures and like, it's- I'm going to be down. I mean, I'm saying this, I'm saying this, but I would be down to run a marathon at Disneyland. I miss Disneyland. <laughs> this is my- my confessions, you know, always are, I like Disneyland and I, I like, like Disneyland too. I love it. I'm like dying to get back. <laughs> oh man. I'm so jealous. Anyways, well, you were also mentioning something that made me think of human design and then that conversation we had about with Elise and how, um, there was something in my chart that said that I will persevere or will push like, there's like a different energy that I bring. So and I see that distinction, you know, between us a little bit here, like, but I, I don't think that always serves me or that I'm not sure, but do you remember that? It was something around, um, like you, your human design chart suggests that you do need more of that. You will not be able, you will burn out like, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and I, I mean, I have certainly burnt out in my life, but right. there is a, you have a, maybe you have a long, I'm like, you have a longer match stick. You have a, you have your threshold is maybe different than mine. It, yeah. So it makes me think of that conversation. It makes me want to go back and look at that again. And, yeah. and even, I mean, people have been talking about human design more and more, especially women of color, which is really interesting that, um, so side note, regardless of um, what we bring to the table, to our lives, to our personalities, to our charts, to everything. Rest is not a, um, an ice cream on top or, you know, it's not like, it's not, it's not something that's dessert. It is, it is food, right? It is, mm -hmm. it is, it is a salad it is, or a soup. It it's, is a homemade vegetable soup. It's you know? sustenance. It's nutrition. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the, it's the base right? Like it is the base. I think I want it to like shout out nap ministry, right? That's what they're called. Nap ministry yes. on, yeah. on Instagram that talks about basically this, right? The importance of resting and napping and, and how, um, you know, like in our magazine, in our summer edition of the magazine, we talked about how like celebration is innately like revolutionary, right? And liber, you know, and part of liberation. And I think that's so too, I think that's what not ministry tries to articulate that rest is revolutionary in that, you know, white supremacy, capitalism, patriarchy want us to burn out, right? Want us to just like go, 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 you know, and, and sees us as, you know, um, parts of the machine. Um, and that to rest is actually to 
um, I mean, this is kind of, I'm like, is it Marxist, right? Like to kind of throw a wrench in the means of production, right? When you, it, it's been, a, it, it was a, a, I think it was a, a tactic used even by slaves, right? Where they would, or I'm sorry, folks who were enslaved um, to, as like a strike or something, right? Where they would slow the production, you know, or slow down um, as, you know, anyway. Um, and so it's a tactic. And I think that, yeah, that's definitely throwing a wrench in the in the machine that is oppression to say, no, I'm not going to just keep, you know, spinning my wheels. Right, because who benefits from us burning out, you know? Um, right, because then if we burn out, that's when we're more likely to rely on things like vices, right? Alcohol, coping, drugs. Our coping mechanisms. Our coping mechanisms that are yeah. vices that are not necessarily healthy you know, per se, I, I have to say something too about um, the word lazy. And this is such a, lazy is such a trigger word for me. I was, I was called lazy <laughs> for much of my life yeah. um, until I really, until somebody said to me, somebody straight up said to me when I was in grad school, cause I, I'd been called lazy so much that, um, and primarily because I was messy because I didn't clean my room. <laughs> Um, um, or, you know, when I was in college and I laid around and did nothing in the summers and my mom would say like, you're just going to sit here and do nothing all summer. And in my head, I'd be like, well, that was the plan. Um, <laughs> and so there was always this voice of like, you're being lazy, you're being lazy. And so I kind of almost like took that on, like as a part of my identity and be like, yeah, I'm just kind of lazy, you know, like whatever. And somebody said to me, <laughs> When I was in, when I was in, um, when I was um, getting my PhD, someone was like, I don't think somebody getting their PhD is lazy. And I was like, holy fuck, fuck, right? like, yes, right? And, um, and then I, I started to really think about like where that comes from and why. And then I think about like my family and, you know, their history, you know, my family history and, and mm -hmm. marked at racially, you know, marked as Mexican and Mexican being equated to laziness, right? Even though all evidence is contrary to that. But I think that the reason it's contrary to that is because there's this idea of like, I don't want to be seen as the lazy Mexican. So not only am I going to work, but I'm going to overwork myself so that I can completely disprove that stereotype. And so then yeah. if somebody else is being quote unquote lazy, they're like, they're gonna buy. And I don't think this is on a conscious level at, at this point, this is part mm -hmm. of the generational trauma of like, you know, I, we can't be seen as lazy. We can't be seen as unproductive, right? Um, and so all of that, like when all of that kind of like sparked in my head, I was really able to completely stop identifying with the, the term lazy and I've, gone a step further to say lazy is a social construct. I don't think lazy actually exists. Um, I think that it's just this, you know, it was, it, this actually came up in a, in a parent meeting recently where we were talking about some, I don't know how it came up, but the idea of, oh, they're not just being lazy. They're, you know, they're, you know, they're calling, you know, like kids they are not just being lazy. They're you know, whatever the need, the they're tuning into like, right. The, when the kids are staring off into space and the babies there, that's when they're developing their brain. That's when right. they're coming into their consciousness. Like it's huge. They need that, you know? 
And one of the parents jokingly said, like, oh, and sometimes they are lazy. And I was like, I really wanted to put in the chat and be like, lazy is a social construct. Because <laughs> I just, I'm really, I'm really starting to just not think that that word is even real. Like, what does that even mean to be lazy? If you are lazy, I think there's, a, there's a lot that gets tied up in there. Like, if you're lazy and yet you still do these things, like, how can you be lazy if you're still being you know, quote unquote productive in the world. And if you are, is if it's a lack of motivation, then why is there a lack of motivation, right? We're not getting to the underlying root of that. Um, and at the end of the day, it's consent. If people fucking don't want to do shit, why, like, why do we have to do shit? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's, that's the whole other like radical idea, but I just- It's I, connected to this topic. I mean, yeah. around like, how many things, you know, when we were kids or, you know, how, how many things we still do because we think we need to do them versus like wanting to do them and how can we move more into that? So I'm looking up. So lazy actually is a, a little bit of a trigger word for me too. Um, my family name, my Mexican family name is Perez, or Perez right? Mm-hmm. And I remember in, um, in high school taking Spanish classes and they're like, perezosa, perezoso, right? Perezosa. And so I'm actually literally, I was like, and I was like, why? And they had no answers. And I I don't know why I've, I've never really looked it up. And so if I'm looking it up now and it's really interesting around coming from a Spanish word for sloth, pigrit, like it really has me wanting to, to do some deconstruction of like how it was, you know, that this name, what is it called? The etym- etymology, right? Yeah, I know. This is my etymology of Perezoso, you know, um, from French. You know, I just wonder, just just like the construct of the 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 being, the way of being is mm-hmm. is tied to race, you know, like colonial racism. You know, like well, it's interesting. How how close say- is it? How close is it? You know, we don't have any English people's names, you know, being like, hey, I'm Lazarus. I'm Brian Lazy, you know, like what? Like, you know? Um, it's interesting because you say Penesoso, but um, slang term, like colloquialism for lazy is floja or flojo, mm-hmm. right? Which is literally translated as loose, right? Um, And so (laughs) I think there's some, I mean, there's something to kind of interrogate there as well. What? This is like a conversation about like what work is, like what it means. Like, I'm just, I'm suddenly like, whoa, we got to do a whole thing just about (laughs) lazy because Yeah. 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 And I, I really also, you know, I'm like, let me, let me get that. I know, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up too. Like, yeah, loose. Yeah. Floho means loose, but um, it's a, it's a very, it's, um, oh yeah. And it also, also says lazy. Interesting. Um, yeah. Loose, slack, lazy, weak. So not like tight, not like, like chisel, like not like, mm, this, I, precise. Or- yeah, like, fantastic, so fascinating. Yeah, and it, I mean, oh. that's the word that, that's the word floha, that I was floha, right? Yeah. And, um, and again, it had, it ha- it was more to do with my messiness. It was more to do with, my- and that was also, that's also a, a, 
generational trauma thing of how Mexicans are racialized as lazy and dirty, right? Um, and so you have to be okay. clean, you have to be, you know, neat, you have to like, um, and again, I don't think that that's necessarily something happening at the conscious level. It's just through generations of colonization and, you know, racism and, and all of that. And um, yeah. There's just so many ways I think that I work to not, to, to be kind of um, not lazy or not mm-hmm. something, you know? Not perceived as lazy. Cause it's not even, it's not even not, it's like, you don't want people to think you're lazy. You don't want people to think that you, or at least in my case, I don't want people don't, to yeah. like, you know, cause some, some people, I coming back to like motherhood and you know, how we, you know, we talk about our kids and we talk about, you know, all the different things that we're doing. And so there's this perception of like, oh, you're doing it all. You're, you're working and you have a business and you have kids and you have a house and all this. And there's this sense of like, oh, we're supposed to take pride in our ability to do it all rather than being like, no, fuck that. My, my, my mom, my in-laws, like everybody fucking take turns watching my kids so that I can do those things. And then when I'm with my kids, I can be present, but it, I mean, it literally takes a village and we shouldn't have to, like, again, it's that glamorization of like, oh, motherhood and just being overproductive. And it's like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't, I mean, a lot of things when people perceive that of me and I'm kind of like, it's weird because they'll be like, oh, you do so much. And I'm like, yeah. And then I feel bad too. I feel bad for being like in those times and they're like, oh, you're really busy. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, like I don't (laughs) want to be perceived as doing a lot, but not really doing so much, you know, like at the same time, there is a a lot is coming up for me in this conversation around ways in which I want to present. When you talk about gender presentation, you know, presentation all the time or culture presentation, but I wonder how much this class is connected to this busyness, connected to this working, connected to this, like how much I present in a certain way or try, like I want my family to think certain things, like not my parents, but like my extended family, you know, too, like I want them to think like, I don't know, like I'm both like like doing shit, you know, getting things done. And that I'm just, you know, totally relaxing out there too. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the, I think it's like when people will say, I think this comes up too, like a lot of times in our things when, you know, there's definitely times where I'm in like go mode and I get, I'm getting shit done. And everyone's like, oh, are you okay? Like, are you doing too much? And I'm like, I'm good because I know how to give myself the time that I need. I know how to be like, no, I'm, I'm at a commission or like, or nope, I, um, I'm in my lunch hour. Like, I don't want, you know, or like, I've, I've learned how to set boundaries around my time so that again, it might seem like I'm doing a lot and I am, but, um, I really try to, and I think, I don't know if it's my, if it's my, maybe it's the Pisces, maybe it's the Cancer. I don't know. Like, I feel like innately I've always done that. But again, I did it with guilt because I was perceived as lazy, floha, all of that stuff. But yeah, when I was in college and people would go to summer school, I was like, fuck that. I think I went to summer school. (laughs) I went to summer school in Mexico. (laughs) 
I, I think I went to summer school one time because I, I had to, or I don't know what, there was a class that wasn't going to be offered, you know, any other time or whatever it was. And I, other than that, I was like, no, fuck, I'm not doing shit. And then um, I, I'm trying to think, this also comes back to like celebration where, um, you know, like I, I was a party girl. I was a party girl in college and I partied a lot. And sometimes I look back, I'm like, Ooh, should I, should I have not partied as much or should I? And, uh, and feeling guilty, like, oh, I could have been doing so much more stuff instead of I was partying. And I'm like, no, nah, fuck that shit. Right. Like, or I could have had a house 10 years ago if I would have not wasted so much money going to Vegas in my twenties, <laughs> you know? And I think I have, I'm like, you know what? No, that was my, there was something innately in me that needed the time off that needed to yeah. celebrate that needed to party so that I could come back and again, like make it through a PhD program, you know, and make it through all the, I wouldn't have been yeah. able to do that if I didn't on some level try to, you know, give myself those breaks and give myself that time. I am just, honestly, I know we're talking about rest and I'm trying to come from a place that like, I know what I'm doing. I'm, you know, but I, I'm just thinking how so much, so much I, uh, only, I traveled a lot through, for school. Like I always had to couch my exploration, like my joy in, in work, in a type of work. And, um, yeah, I've been to a lot of countries, but I did them all for school, like, and school was my work, you know, yeah. as well as other work that I did to pay for school. Yeah. Um, and I do, I feel I, I've been, you know, this past like six months, I feel like I'm like, no, I want to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take July off. I'm going to take it off. I'm going to take it off. And every time I do, I feel like I'm asking for such a big thing. I just, I know, I'm, and I'm trying to tell myself, you know, in these moments, and I'm so glad we're having this conversation because I know there's so many of us that are just like this. I just, I just need a fucking break. Like, you know, I just yeah. need, I need from, from different things. And this, this is, and I don't, and I, even like this summer, you know, like I know through therapy, lots of therapy that I need a weekend, you know, I need a, a part of the day, a siesta, you know, like mm -hmm. it's just, and, um, and my MO though has been to just push, like push through, you know, um, you know, like to, to come from a place of not having like needs, um, and I think this is actually coming to a kind of a head with being like a mother or a parent and like how much I, this also came up and I think it's connected to this, but I don't know how, so maybe you could help me, but like, mm -hmm. I work also, like I've tried, I, I have a hard time letting Jaguar be with other people. I want to mm -hmm. say not from like a, like that, that, like, you know, too much place, <laughs> Uh -huh. but, but now I'm saying this and I'm like, am I that, am I, am I that parent, you know, whatever, but are you um, a helicopter parent, is that what you're my doing? helicopter parent, but, um, cause it, it's like, I, I want, I, I feel really strong that I need to protect him, you know, like protect this little being. And I don't really have a lot of trust in, um, 
you know, the people that I think would be available, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and it, it makes me think of that conversation where I had, where I was around, like, maybe default parenting or fuck the dishes. I think it was, yeah. it was like, well, if, if, you know, if I don't do it, who's going to so do it, you know, like, and who's yeah. going to do it in a way that, that, you know, I agree with, or like, the, you know, with my values and things like that. Um, I, I want to say a few things. I want to first validate that when it comes to like summers, I feel like you have been really good every summer of being like, no, July is off. Like you just really are like, no, I'm doing this in July. Like, and I, and I remember at first I'd be like, oh shit, I guess. Like it was hard for me to really be like, she's just not going to, we're not going to do anything in July. Like we're, we're really just, you know, um, and now this year I'm like, Oh, you are all on board, and I love it so much. I was like, I might even put it in our calendar. July, we're off, you know? Like, it was so funny because even when we talked about recording today, I was like, aren't we in July yet? Like, (laughs) aren't we supposed to be off? Like, I am really, and, but I think that's what we need. We need a community around us to say, like, yes, we're just, just almost to set that boundary for us so that we can just, be like and, and almost use that. I could be like, well, Christina always takes July off, so <laughs> I have to say July. Yeah, totally. I love that. I love that. I'm sure I do that with you all the time, you know. Oh, oh. Hey, sorry, you just gotta Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just want to validate that. In terms of like the your your fears around helicopter parenting, aside from you know, we can have that whole a discussion separately, but I think to validate where that actually comes from, like, is okay. What you do with that is, is again, maybe a whole other conversation of how you process that and how you, you know, where you go from there. But I think knowing that why that fear is there is real. Like you, your own life experiences have led you to not be trusting of everybody you know generational trauma has come generational up trauma us you know, really knowing children to break them. these cycles you know and 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 not everybody is invested in that and so it's you know it, it, it makes it a much more complicated thing to then to just be like oh, I'm just gonna leave my kid it's like no you're you're kind of taking all of these other things into consideration because of not only your life experiences, but also your values and your principles. So I think that the why of it is real and is valid, you know, and and then it's, you know, where we go from here, but, you know. And then still, but still stepping into, so I want to like talk about what rest is. I know we just have a few minutes because I, yeah. you know, the cards, the Oracle deck, I was pulling from them or looking at some of the images and I it can't, you know, happiness is there, which is like, this child just with their arms like spread out you know that that type of happiness that that is there's rest in there too there is this uh, you know exhale I mean this comes back to our inhale exhale like with our children and their schooling you know like this exhale you know um and also um jugar or like to play you know um around like which is a a circle of children holding hands and circling and playing you know together um like rest you know maybe like meditation it doesn't have to be yeah sleeping right it doesn't have to be sitting and doing nothing like it can be that and maybe it's times for that 
but it can I think it can be like chilling on the couch you know watching reality (laughs) tv (laughs) I think I was gonna say I think it's also about resting our minds and sometimes for better or worse you know there's times like I think podcast is a really good interesting thing because there's times where I'm in the mood to listen to like intense podcasts where I'm, I'm ready to like take notes and like learn stuff and then there's times I'm like I don't want to think when I'm listening to this podcast. I don't want to think when I'm watching TV. I just want to like be brain dead and, and kind of get to, you know, and so there's definitely that being able to rest the mind. Right. And so it's not, it can be sitting and doing nothing and it can be just watching something that is just like chill and fun. And of course, and like, I'm always watching reality TV with a half critical eye, like that doesn't go away completely, but not in the moment, right? Like in the moment, I'm just watching to watching. And then later on, I can do my critical analysis of it, you know, but it's like, for me, that's a huge thing. So that's what, exactly what my lunch hour looks like is eating a big meal because lunch is my thing and watching reality or anything really that just takes my mind away from yeah when you say rest your mind I think it is because I was thinking resting the mind and stepping into imagination or something like that is helpful and to like the creative parts you know reading a book is very a book I love and waking up to a book I love is is such a beautiful rest to me I feel Mm -hmm. so or my podcast I listen to when I want to like kind of let my mind or the you know things like go into a different place into creativity is LeVar Burton reads uh. <laughs> the short stories, you know, like, yeah. um, a dancing, I mentioned, I did this dancing on Sunday and I, and I loved it. I just felt like my whole body was just like, okay. Can, we also, can we also name like masturbation? Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there's it's some like I sometimes I literally will be home by myself and I'm like, oh, I can, I've got time. I've got. Oh, there are moments where I was like, oh, wait, 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 no one's here. No one's here. For yeah, me. right. You're like, oh, I forgot. I can, I can do this now. I can have time to myself, and that sometimes is is so rest and pleasure, huh? Rest and pleasure. Um, there's something in that to explore some more you know how much so let's wrap up since we've (laughs) yes I want to wrap up I want I do have our new patrons uh, uh, their names up but I would love to shut them out when we get a moment I first though what are your final ideas about I think I just want people to take this conversation that you and I are having as an invitation and permission to rest, to go take a nap, to go veg out, to do whatever the fuck you want to do, really. And if you're waiting for permission to rest and to go into pleasure in any way that, you know, (laughs) well, as long as it's, you know, consensual, consensual (laughs) and not violent, you have permission. Yeah. 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 That's what I want people to hear. This is your your sign. This is your divine sign that you need to rest. I'm seeing Las Tactoras vibrators in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. 
I'm Anyways, we're gonna so, put it on our vision board. I want to just give a quick. We want to give a quick shout out to uh, some new patrons because our Patreon is going strong, baby. We have some ideas. Um, a shout out to Monica. Thank you so much, Christy. So nice to see you here, Anna Linda and Jasmine. Thank you so much for supporting our work. Thank you so much for being a part of our community. We have been really enjoying, you know, we started off as a podcast alone, um, teaching some face-to-face classes, and now we have this, this community. And um, yeah. it, it is like Sunday, right? When we got to, it was our last day, we did an open mic and gratitude. And I thought people were going to talk about, I don't know, the gratitude for, I don't know, something more, not about us. <laughs> and then suddenly they were just like, oh, we're just, and I was like, I'm so glad we're recording this. I need to listen to this. You know, <laughs> it was a love fest. It was a love, it was fest. love fest. It was so beautiful. And then the writing, anyways, it was so beautiful. We are, that means I think the world to us, I know it means the world to us. And, um, yeah. And I, and I, and I think, yeah, there's, there's lots to come. There's lots to come. Lots to come. We are, this is our permission. We are going to go and rest. This is the last episode of this season. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then we're in four seasons. And then we'll, we'll come back with season four in the fall with some with lots of new lots of new stuff happening lots of new stuff happening so um so yeah hey and thanks for the reviews anyone who like we, we recently caught up with our reviews and we're like what your reviews also make a difference please know that we read them and we we celebrate when we read them we're like did you see that <laughs> yes for sure thank all you all right all righty Blessings.